Psalms 27, verses 1 through 3, David speaking. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Precious Lord, we we desire to have the same confidence in you that David had, Father God. David, David had many trials and many ups and downs in his life, but at no time did he ever lose confidence in you, Father God. Father God, we pray right now for strength, mercy, grace, and peace as we open up the scriptures, Father God, that when we hear the word from you, that we will be more confident in our faith as we walk and live in a fallen world. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Confidence confidence is a word that can be confused with arrogance. It can be confused with a, a lot of words that celebrities and folks that don't know the Lord may use. The dictionary defines confidence as sure, uh, positive, definite. One, one writer even called it being cool. How about that? Being cool. I don't know how, how we would apply that, but a confident person would definitely be a person that's cool under pressure. I, I think about uh, the person who in a, in a baseball lineup, if that person is batting fourth, usually that means he's a, the best batter in the lineup, the one that the, the manager may have the most confidence that will be able to get a hit when the game may be on the line. On the line. Here, here we see David in, 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 in Psalms 1, 27, 1. He says, the Lord is, the, is my light and my salvation. Well, David, David what he's saying is, I depend on the Lord. I depend on the Lord to be a light. When it's dark, I depend on the Lord to save me when I'm in trouble, when I'm in a situation where I may not be thinking right. David said, I can count on the Lord. Why? Because he was David's light and salvation. Another thing that it done for David, and we look at Psalms 27, 1, David was fearless. David was fearless. We know, we know great stories of David. When he fought Goliath, David was fearless. And when David, when David fought the great armies, the people, the people would gather together and say, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousand. David was a fearless warrior. And, and when, you, when you know God has your back, you live different. You respond, you respond to adversity different. You respond to trials and tribulations different. You understand life. And you understand life going to throw some curveballs. It's going to throw some sliders. You're going to hit, get hit with some gut punches. You're going to, you're going to go to war with, God, with, with this world all the time. But, but God. Amen. But God. When the wicked, when the, when the wicked and even my enemies and foes, you'll have those. You'll have those. Don't let nobody fool you. 
Don't let nobody fool you that you're going to live your best life now. You're not going to have foes and you're not going to have enemies. You're not going to have wicked people always in your past. David, David says, when they came up upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Hmm. How about that? Usually they, people stumble and fall over things that they don't always see. David is saying that I believe I had a divine protection. Okay, remember when Job, when, when, David, when the devil wanted to get after Job, he couldn't get after Job because God had a hedge around Job. The devil went to the Lord and said, you know what, let me at him, let me at him. He says, you can't touch him. You can't touch him. Satan knew he couldn't touch Job because Job had a hedge of protection around him. How many in here of how many in here know about that hedge? I think most of us in here know about that hedge. We've been in some difficult situations and and we can sing like the like the one lady saying it had not been for the Lord on my side tell me where would I be? David David had a confident anticipation. I, I like that. Now this is sort of in review. He had a confident anticipation and all of us should. As believers, we all should have a confident anticipation of what's coming. A, a hope, an expectation of what's coming. We ought to be looking forward to something. We are the children of God. We are the people of God. Paul wrote in Philippians 3.20, when he was going through it, he's writing to the Philippian church, which was one of the most wonderful churches in the Bible. He says, for our conversation is in heaven. He's writing to the Philippians 3.20. He said, our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior. I, I, I seen that when I was studying the Savior. It's only one. Amen. It's not a whole bunch of them. You know, some people say, well, there's a hundred ways to get to heaven. No, there's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but me. So when, so when Paul wrote this in Philippians 3.20, he said, for our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior. Then if you didn't understand that part, he said, gives him his whole name. The Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Watch what Paul's anticipating. Watch what Paul's looking forward to. Watch what he says. Because he knows he's, 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 he's an aging man. He's getting older. Not playing stupid. Paul's not being, he's not being naive. He understands there's going to come a day when, when he's going to leave his body. And watch what he says. And this ought to be our hope. We ought to be confident in the same thing. He says, this Jesus Christ, who is his Lord and Savior, who shall change our vile bodies. Let me tell you all something. Been working in hospice for the last three years, four years, going on four. You get to a nursing home at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. You watch some of these folks. These bodies are vile. Okay? These body, bodies are vile. Some of the things that's in us is putrid. But guess what? What's, what's what Paul says? Who shall change our vile bodies? That it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Paul has something to look forward to. Amen. Paul said, I, I, when, I, when I get to heaven, I'm going to get a, a new body that's going to be fashioned unto his glorious body. According to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things to himself. Paul had a 
confident expectation. I was at I was at the hospital on on Thursday with my brother. He was getting some things done because of HIPAA laws. I can't I, you know I can't tell y'all what he was having done, but it was minors. It was minor, but we were on the on hospital floor and folks is coding and nurses and doctors running around and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know if I want to do all this. My brother's like, pray for me. You know, God's been good to me. I Give me another chance. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't take any medicine right now. And I, I thank God for that. I don't know if I want to ever do that. I may, but God, and the doctor may say, well, if you don't take this, it may be time to go. I might just be ready to go. I might just say, you know what? What happened if I don't take that? You know, because they get you hooked on it. I always look at doctors like glorified drug dealers anymore. Another conversation for another day. Paul, Paul, Paul not only, or David not only had a confident anticipation, he had a confident ministry. Now, I, I, I shared this last week with you. And sometimes when you look over the sermon you preached the week before and, and you say, man, I missed all that. Remember I was talking to you last week about Paul being on the island. He was on the island of Malta in Acts 28 and, and chapter 1. Well, what? But verse 1, watch, with, watch this again. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about having a confident ministry because if, you, if you're not confident in the God that you serve, you're going to falter. You're going to falter. And this world will, 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 will wreak havoc in your life because men and women of God will be attacked. Look what it says. I talked about, talk about Paul last week when, the, when he was gathering wood. It says in verse 3, it says, now they, they had been on the shipwreck, the shipwreck, and they, and they washed up the shore. The barbarians came out, and they were gathering wood. Paul was working. Men of God, confident in, in this, confident in the ministry, will work. Here's Paul working. Watch this. Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire and there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hands. So you see two things happening here in verse 3. Paul's working. Ministry never stops. Ministry never stops. If your ministry stops, you're going to lose confidence. Okay? If you stop doing anything, if you stop doing anything that you were once good at, you lose confidence in your ability to do that thing again. Okay? So, so Paul is on this island. He's working. He's attacked. Verse 3. The, the viper attacked him. Look at verse 4. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand, they said unto themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer whom though he have escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffer him not to live. Let me tell you something. Men of God, women of God, you serve in the Lord, you will be not only scrutinized, but you will be accused. You will be scrutinized and you will be accused of things that folks don't know anything about. Okay? Verse number six. You going to have confidence in your ministry. You must be resilient. You must have thick skin. This is tough stuff. I, I, I think we've grown, we, we, we grew a church full of folks that aren't tough. It's, it, you got to be tough. We, we got this whole idea in, in, of being a Christian. I know Isaiah's here visiting us. You know, he might have had this idea as well. You know what? Christianity is soft. All the Christians I've ever met was soft. 
That's not biblical. Amen. A biblical Christian is never soft. A biblical Christian is tough. A biblical Christian is a warrior. A biblical Christian is militant. A biblical Christian will fight for what he believes and will die for what he believes. It ain't soft at all. Amen. Nothing soft about being a man of God. Here's Paul on this island. Watch what he does in verse number five. Paul shakes this beast into the fire. Now, verse number six brought some ideas to my mind that I didn't see last week when I was looking at it again. Look at verse six. I'm going to read it. How be it? They looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. You know what Paul was? He was standing up. I believe Paul was standing up and I believe he was preaching to these barbarians. And they were sitting there watching Paul waiting for him to die. But he was giving them the gospel. He was giving them the gospel. Watch this now. Men of God change they will change people's mind. Do you see that in verse number six? Did you see it last week? Watch this. And they looked a great while and saw no harm come to him. Why? God had him. Okay. God had him. God had a shed around Paul. And it wasn't time for Paul to die. And watch what happened. They, and they saw no harm come to him. And they changed their minds. They changed their minds. The gospel message preached with confidence ought to change people's minds. Amen. It ought to change people's minds. Paul changed these barbarians' minds and they said that he was a God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Paul preached differently than, than most preachers preach today or at that time. Paul preached the power of God. I like that. Paul Amen. preached the gospel as if it was the power of God. Paul preached it in a way that it was designed to affect the way people live. They either were going to reject it or accept it. I don't want to hear that. I'm not ready to change. But Paul preached the gospel. And, 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 and he preached it to people who didn't want to hear. How do I know? Watch what it says. He says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. To them that perish. Foolishness. How about that? But unto us which are saved. It is the power of God. It is the power of God. Paul wrote in Romans 1.16. One of the great passages of the Bible. He said for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'll preach it wherever. I'll preach it wherever. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why, Bible? Why, Paul? For it is the power of God under salvation. It is the only way a person is going to get saved. Mm -hmm. There ain't no other way. I ride on my way to church. I ride. I see these churches. They got playgrounds and they got, they got, they putting all kinds of stuff out. They got all these little gadgets and gimmicks trying to attract people. You can have all that. You can have all that. But if people are not hearing the gospel preached in the power of God, nobody's going to be saved. Amen. Nobody's going to be saved. Now, now, the man asked Jesus. He said, Jesus, Jesus, are there few that are being saved? Jesus could have said yes. But he said, don't worry about how many people get saved. He said, you better worry about yourself and make sure you get saved. Okay? Make it personal. Make it personal. Paul, Paul had, Paul had a, a, a confident access to God. Think about that. 
Paul, Paul, like David, like all great men and women of God, they could, they could just dial him up. What we have, a, we used to sing a song here, we still do. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want, okay? Paul had that same access to God. David had that same access to God. Daniel had that same access to God. We talked a couple weeks ago, the three Hebrew boys had that same access to God. You can have it too. It didn't, he, God ain't stopped talking to his people. He speaks to us every time we open up the scriptures. God is speaking to us. He is talking to us. The, the writer of Hebrews wrote this. And it, it applies to us because when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. And it was rent so that we would have what? Access to God. Amen. Y'all ain't got to call me up. Pastor, can you pray for my sister? No, you can pray for your sister. Because Jesus died on the cross and he gave us all access. I'm not taking, I'm not going into the Holy of Holies. I don't have to. I wouldn't want to. I'd be scared to death. <laughs> Look at the writer of Hebrews. Watch this. Watch this great verse. 414. Hebrews 414. Watch this great verse. I'm going to slow it down so we can just really digest it. Okay? He says, he says, seeing that we have a great High priest. Let me stop right there. We have a great high priest. Not just a priest. A great high priest. Meaning that he's greater than all priests. And meaning that all priests that are living at that time answer to Jesus Christ. Every pastor. Every every deacon. Every minister. Every chaplain answers to that great high priest. Everyone. The writer of Hebrews says, seeing we have a great high priest. What did he do? That is passed into the heavens. I like that. He has passed into the heavens. He has gone on to heaven. He has been resurrected from the grave and he has ascended into heaven. What a great high priest. What a great high priest. Listen, the writer gives his name. Jesus, the son of of God. Hebrews 4.14 Jesus the son of God. Now watch this last part because this is important. This is important. Because storms are going to come. Earthquakes are going to come. Winds are going to blow on our lives. We're going to face hatred and ridicule and, and, and mockings. All that's coming. All that's coming. But watch what the text says we ought to do. And in light of that we know it's coming. And if you really walk with the Lord, you feel it. You sense it. Okay? He says, let us hold fast our profession. How about that? What's he talking about? Let us hold, hold fast our profession. He said, let us hold fast our profession of faith. Okay? Amen. Because we, we, we have no access to God without faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So hold on to your faith. Listen, they can take everything, they can take everything, they can take everything away. But you gotta have your faith. Amen. And, 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 and the writer of Hebrews said, hold on to your faith. Don't lose it. The world, the world wants it because you know we 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 have a world full of faithless Christians. Okay? A faithless Christian is ineffective. We gotta have a we gotta have a confident faith. 
We got a confident accent. We got a confident entry, a confident expectation. But we need a confident faith. How's your faith? You think you can lose it? If you think you can lose it, you don't, you don't have the right kind of faith. Okay? If you think you can lose your faith, if you think one day you can just stop believing that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose from the grave, then, then you need to really ask God, God, I, I don't have the right kind of faith. Give me the faith that the pastor is talking about. Okay? That kind of faith. Because the kind of faith that God has given the believer, you're not going to lose. Pastor, well, you know, you can. I, I, I don't believe that, and I hear it all the time. Well, you can lose your faith. Maybe you can. Okay, but I, but I know God spoke this. He said, "Being confident." I like that word, confident. Of this very thing, of this very thing, of this very thing. Not a whole lot of things you can be confident of. This very thing. That he which have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Who began to work? Jesus began to work. And if Jesus began to work, he is going to perform it. He is going to finish it. He is going to execute it. He is going to accomplish it. He is going to perfect it. That's what he's going to do. So if you walk around here today, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I may have lost my faith years ago. No, you ain't lose it. If it was real, you didn't lose it. You might have stumbled. You might have got off the, off the beaten path for a little while. But the very fact that you are questioning it is, 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 is proof that there's still energy in it. And today may be confirmation. And he ain't losing my faith. Okay? I'm going through some struggles. I'm going through some battles. Listen. Watch what Paul says to the Thessalonians. We studied this verse. Watch this in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. He says, in the very God of peace. He's the God of peace. Watch what he does. He sanctified you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Verse 24. Because God calls us. God calls us. And he says in verse 24, Paul writing to the Thessalonians, who may have had this question. Can I lose my salvation? Can I lose my faith? Do I have the right stuff? Watch what Paul says to them. Verse 24, 1 Thessalonians 5. He says, faithful is he that called you. Now, if I flip that around, you got a mess. If I, if I change that verse and say, faithful is you who called yourself, then you, if you called yourself, you can uncall yourself. But if God called you, Faithful is he that called you who also will what? Do it. Let me read that again real slow. Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. That's interesting to me. We got a God that can do it. We got a God that can do all things. Then we got a God that gives us strength. He says in his word, he says, I can do all things, what? Through Christ who strengthens me. Do you have a confident faith? Do you got a confident faith? I, 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 you know, people, hey, you so, they may look at me and talk and hear me preach and say, well, you so arrogant, I was confident. I'm confident. I believe God's word. 
I believe God's word. I believe every page of it, every letter of it. There is not a single thing in God's word that I don't believe. Okay? That's just the truth. That's just the truth. And 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 when Deacon Jeremy was praying, I I, I thought about it. He was saying he said, he said something that that jumped right out of the right out of the text I'm I'm preaching from. God will give you strength to finish. Amen. If God called you, He will give you strength to finish. You can rest assured of that. Watch this. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Now somebody, well, you know, that means you, you can, no, that doesn't mean you can lose it. That means if you are truly called of God, God will continually strengthen you for every battle, for every challenge, for every obstacle you may face. He's not going to leave you. Hanging on, you know, you always watch the, the track and field and, and the person be running their hurdles and they hit a hurdle and then they stumble and fall and they crash all the hurdles. God, we don't run that kind of race. We don't run that kind of race. We're going to clear every hurdle, not on our own strength, but on God's strength. We're going to clear every hurdle. And, and we need that. That's a sign. That's a true sign of of, of a sure salvation when we can continue in the faith, when we can get up, when we can get knocked to the ground and we can get up and keep on going. Keep on going. Perseverance in the, in the faith is, is, is the best evidence that a person has been truly saved. When you can persevere, when you can persevere. And we, we going through some times right now where folks are just going to have to persevere. We just going to have to persevere. And you know what helps us to persevere? And, 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 and this is interesting. Here's what helps us persevere. You know what helps us persevere? Hearing the word of God preach, reading the word of God, doing your daily devotions, listening to music that glorifies God. That all gives us strength to persevere. Amen. Okay? Amen. Strength is the heart. Strengthens the soul, strengthens the spirit, because so much of this world is, is beating us down. But when we listen to the word of God preach, sang, and read the gospel of Jesus Christ, him crucified, we get our strength to fight and to persevere. Paul, writing to the Colossians, knowing what they was facing, knowing what they was dealing with, he writes this in Colossians 1.9. He said, for this cause also since the day we heard it. Heard what? Heard that you guys received Jesus Christ. He says, we do not cease to pray for you and desire that you be filled with knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Isn't that a great verse? Paul wanted these people to persevere. And he knew the only way they were going to persevere is that they be filled with knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That means they're hearing the word of God. And if they got questions they ask, they're going to figure this thing out. The Bible says our people perish. Our people perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of folks that are going through, that are struggling, that are going through, constantly calling you and bothering you and in trouble all the time. Pick up the phone, they're in trouble. Why? Because our people perish. For a lack of knowledge. And you can't talk to them. Mm -hmm. 
And they reject knowledge. And they work us to death. <laughs> Sylvia laughs. She knows what I mean. How, how about this? How about this? Confident at his appearance. Think about that. Think about that. I was, I was reading the, the news in, in, in Akron. In Akron, uh, a, a young man, a young man, the, the, you know, police pulled him over. He got out of the car, supposedly he had a gun. I don't know everything. But then he took off running and they shot him 60 times. Okay? Now, now, the, now the whole city is on, the whole city is on um, high alert, you know. Al Sharpton is on his way to help. Um, now, I use that as an illustration. Because when God comes, he's coming. He's going to appear to us. I can look in, I can look in this room. I know everybody in here. Okay. If 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 you got pulled over by the police, let me let me just pick somebody out. Margaret, she's the fastest driver in here. <laughs> and Jake says, "Amen." So so Margaret gets pulled over. She she has the right stuff. When they when the police pull her over, when she roll the window down, it ain't gonna be the smell of weed and not gonna knock the police over. Okay? She's not going to have an open container in the car. Okay? She's not going to have a warrant out for her arrest. She has her insurance paid. So when they say you have insurance, she says, I, you know, all state. I don't know if that's when she do it. Okay? If she has kids in the car, they ain't going to be all over the car. They're going to be all in their seatbelts or in their car seats. Amen. Now, that, that's just an illustration because when God comes for us, okay, Bible says we want to have boldness in the day of judgment. We don't want to get caught doing some things that don't give God glory and honor. How about that? How about that? John says in John 4, 7, 17, watch what he said, 1 John 4, 17, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. So when God comes, know we know what we want to be found doing? Serving him and honoring him and worshiping him and living a life that gives him glory. Paul says in 10, in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, and all you eat, drink, and do due to the glory of God. We want to be giving God glory when he shows up. That's not hard. It's not saying we want to be going to be sitting here being perfect. Sitting in, in, you know, God comes, we, we immediately have a Bible in front of us and we pray in the Lord's Prayer. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that when he comes, we want to have, we want to have, be given him glory and honor in how we live and how we treat people. You know, we don't want God to come and we, and we mad at everybody. We ain't speaking to everybody. We, we just, you know, you ever had people come over and, and you and your husband or somebody got to make up real quick because y'all been fighting all day? <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Amen. Amen, right? Me and Jake don't know nothing about that. We know, that's that's Vaughn and Jeremy stuff. <laughs> Listen, as I close, so much talking about being confident. 
And, and, and I think it's important that we be confident. How? Somebody asked me. Somebody asked me to say, how can I find a church? I can't find a church. People are struggling. The Bible said in the last days, you're going to be going from here to there looking for the word of God. Because it's, it's hard to find anymore. I'm finding out people have a hard time finding a church where the gospel is being preached. That's sad. That's sad, but that's biblical. Let me tell you something. You want to go, you want to, you want to go to a place. And I'm talking to people who talk to me on 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 on, on Messenger, they'll call me up as pastors. I can't find a church. I'm just being serious. They say, Pastor, I can't find a church. I don't even know what to look for in a church. Look for one that's preaching the Bible. That's it. Look for one that's preaching the Bible. Look for one where Jesus Christ is the center of worship. Y'all not going to come here no Sunday, and I'm not going to lift up Jesus Christ. I'm going to lift him up, Jesus Christ. No Yahweh, Yahshua, no. I'm going to lift up Jesus Christ. I don't want to confuse y'all. No ye and Yah, he and be and all that. Jesus Christ. Okay? I'm going to keep it simple. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's all I have to do is lift them up. I pray that I lifted them up today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I pray that I lifted you up today. I ask right now, Father God, that you would minister to these folks' hearts and souls. Give them that confidence, confidence that you are king of king and lord of lord. Give them the confidence, Father, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. That you will be with them always and forever. And we thank you in Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.